This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. just like to welcome everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Oily for you and you're with my program called Body Matters. Um, I hope you all had a lovely week that's just passed and um, I just want to share today just something that I heard um, in the week and it was a, a podcast that I listened to just with regarding fear and fear and faith being the opposite. So today I'm just going to be chatting a little bit about faith versus fear. So why do we say, if I can just put in natural, that faith is or fear is the opposite of faith? So I just want to bring a few points to you or just share a few points where it says that fear, if we think of fear, Fear is rooted in a lie and faith is rooted in the truth. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith always comes with hope and fear is rooted, as I said, in a lie. Um, And when I think about faith and fear, I think of the biggest battle that we face today in our lives is the battle between a lie and the truth. If you think about um, the enemy, the, the devil is called the father of lies. That's his name, the father of lies. And we've got the, those are Christians who got the spirit inside of them. The spirit is called the spirit of truth. So it's it's the truth versus deception versus lie. And therefore I say fear is rooted in a lie because if we believe a lie, then we are not believing the truth. And so fear is a spirit. You know, the Bible says that we do not have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So if we look at at fear, the spirit inside of us, God's spirit inside of us, doesn't contain any fear because it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the spirit. It doesn't say righteousness, joy, fear, and peace in the spirit. Therefore, when we are struggling with fear, we're actually struggling struggling with a spirit, a spirit that is not from God. It's the spirit of fear. So fear brings torment and faith brings peace. If you think about it, when you trust in God for something and your faith is strong and you, you've got peace because you know in your heart what you're hoping for, what you're trusting God for will come to pass. But when you've got fear, you're in torment and fear is saying, I don't trust God. I'm not sure. Is he going to come through for me? So fear brings about a sense of hopelessness And as I said, faith brings about hope. You know, faith brings life into our bodies. When we faith and we trust in God for something, when we've got faith, we've actually got joy. It fills us with joy. And the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. And joy on its own strengthens us to fight against the fear. And fear again is rooted in death. So the Lord says, in I think it's in John 10, 10, I, 
I came so that you may have life and life in abundance. You know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So we're going to take a short break now. And when I come back, we're going to chat about what is fear and what is anxiety and how we deal with it. Um, so we'll be back shortly in a few minutes. Hi, if you've just tuned in, it's Alana, um, Willie Fear with Body Matters. I'm just basically talking about fear versus faith. And so I'm going to start now just chatting a little bit about fear. What is fear? Where does fear come from? And, you know, how can we deal with fear? So the greatest battle that you and I might be facing right now is your mind. Because, you know, fear and anxiety comes in through the mind. That's where the enemy basically launches his attack. So fear and anxiety is the opposite of peace. So it's not uncommon for most of us to be overcome with fear and anxiety when we don't know what the outcome of a situation is going to be like. Many of us face many situations, you know, you might be sick or, you know, you trust in God for something. And in the process, you know, you can get fearful and anxious while waiting. So it's not uncommon. You know, we all fall short of God's glory and we all struggle in certain ways. But I know that it's a, a terrible and frightening place to be when one is struggling with fear. So when we are anxious, the pain or the situation that we are experiencing can seem to be far worse than what it really is. You know, when we focus on on fear, when we focus on anxiety, our mind has got the creative ability to exaggerate our situation that can cause us to become more overwhelmed at times. And this can cause more stress and more anxiety and it becomes a real vicious circle. You know, the enemy wants to paralyze us in our situation so that we are unable to move forward or even think that there's a way out of our situation. The word F-E-A-R, and I know Joyce Myers always says it's so beautiful, is fear, false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. Remember, fear is anticipating. Fear is anticipating that something negative is going to happen. And the truth is that it's only a thought or a speculation of something that has not yet happened or might never even happen. And um, our, our imagination can run havoc with us and cause us to feel defeated before anything physically has even taken place. So just bear in mind that our minds are so powerful and therefore we need to learn to take our thoughts captive in times like these. So when we become fearful or anxious, we need to evaluate what we are thinking. You know, the enemy will, as I said, will attack our mind with thoughts that oppose the word of God and his warfare against us are lies. And these lies will cause us to fear. You know, fear and anxiety as I said, is normally rooted in a lie. Fear can also enter through a bad experience or even trauma. You know, when we experience trauma in our lives, it gives the enemy access. And as I said, fear is a spirit. And that spirit has access over us when we choose to believe a lie um, over the truth. Now, let's look at 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, We do not have a spirit of fear, and timidity, and timidity, but of power, love, and self 
discipline. The scripture illustrates that the Holy Spirit inside of us does not contain fear. And I know I mentioned that earlier on. And therefore, we are referring to another spirit that is not from God. You see, there are many scriptures in the Bible where the Lord repeatedly says, do not fear. You see, the reason why we shouldn't fear is that fear is the gateway to anxiety And anxiety is a form of torment. You know, there was a time that I was so sick and I was really overwhelmed with fear. You know, fear, am I going to die? What's going to happen to me? And that fear just opened up a, um, a door to anxiety. And you know that, I don't know if any of you have had anxiety attacks where it's so bad where you stand there and you think like you're having a heart attack. You think you're actually going to physically physically die and I remember I was sitting with the Lord and you know I realized that God had shown me that that is a physical tangible demonic attack and you know as Christians we have the authority to rebuke and command these spirits to leave us in the name of Jesus because he who is within us is greater than he who is in the world you know fear is associated also with a slave mentality and punishment. And I just want to touch on the difference between the two. You know, faith is rooted in love and sonship. And a slave does not perceive his master as a father who cares or loves him. And he has to earn his master's favor and acceptance. And if he does not perform, there's fear involved. You see, a slave is not guaranteed of God's unconditional love. But sonship is rooted in us, in our identity as Christians, knowing that we have a father who loves us and we don't have to perform in order to get his acceptance and his love. So there is an assurance that God is a good and perfect is good and that perfect love cast out all fear. So one of the keys I want to give you here regarding fear, it says here. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear because fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears is not being perfected in love. You see, when we step into fear, that means that we doubt that God is good. We doubt that he is going to come through for us, you know, and um, we, we don't trust him. So if we understood the love of Christ and we understood what the price that God paid on the cross for us and that God is for us and not against us, it would be easier to to not fall into fear. But fear is also, as I said, the opposite of faith. And fear says, God, I don't trust you enough that you will be able to help me or deliver me in my situation. And therefore we need the word of God to overcome fear. And when I say the word of God, because when we spend time in the word of God, we replace the lie from the enemy, which I said, fear is rooted in a lie. We replace it with the truth of God's word. So faith is based on the truth of God's word in our situation. And as I said, faith comes from hearing the word of God and faith also goes hand in hand with peace. I don't know if you've really come to a point where, you know, when you really, your faith is, you're on a high and you really trust in God for something, you've got complete peace. 
just peace. That's a knowing that God is going to come through for you. And I said earlier on, when you step into fear, it's torment. So we really need to take our thoughts captive. So I want to read Philippians 4, 8, which says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent of praiseworthy, Think about such things. You know, we need to guard our thoughts constantly and remain focused on the Lord and the good things that he says about our situation. You see, our minds are so powerful that it can determine the outcome of our situations in our lives. I want to just remind you of Job. You know, when Job was so attacked and there were so many things going on, Job said, in verse 325, it says, For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come unto me. You see, whatever we give power, whether it's faith or fear, whatever we choose to meditate on will eventually come to pass. And then some people say, but I told you it's going to happen. But you know what? When we fear and we choose to believe fear and the negative things that are going to happen to us, we bring them into existence. So to overcome, inf- to overcome anxiety and fear, we need to press, be willing to press into the Lord. We need to pray. We need to do spiritual warfare. Even if it's minute by minute or hour by hour, the minute you feel that fear and anxiety take over, you rebuke the enemy and you, you pray, you fight it off. Um, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious for anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. So what God is saying, when you are anxious, when you are fearful, come to me. Pray about it. Give that situation to me and thank me that I'm going to sort it out for you. Then it says you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. So the scripture clearly gives us an instruction to pray about what's bothering us. And we need to surrender the situation in God's hands. You know, worrying opens a door to fear. And, you know, when we worry, we, we, um, we can't change anything. It's pointless to worry about something, you know, because worrying cannot change the situation. So why not focus on God's goodness? Okay, so... Because at the end of the day, we know that He, God, will work it out for our good. So, lastly, when we, when we, when we will be able to experience this peace, when we believe in God, He will take care of our situations for us, and in the presence of the Lord, we will be able to enter a place of peace. And you know, God is a God that, um, you know, when we keep our eyes fixed on Him, He says. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. Now I want to quickly illustrate that trust. When we trust in God, that is when we have faith in him, we have peace. When we choose to fear something, it's the opposite of trusting God. 
And I just want to read the scripture again, just to illustrate this point in Isaiah 26 verse 3. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. Now, that is trust. You keep his peace. You get peace because you start trusting God. When you start trusting God, that means you have faith. You have belie- you believe that he will do it for you. So when we enter the peace of God, he will reveal to us his heart regarding our circumstances. And that truth will set us free. You know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When our minds come into alignment with, with that which the Lord says about our circumstances, we will be able to stand on our faith. And we need to know that the promises of God and his word are more real than our emotions and what we are experiencing. You see, our emotions are up and down all the time. Then we're happy, then we sad, then we, you know, we depressed. But God's word, it says his word is constant. So God's word is greater than the way that you feel. You see, the enemy wants to destroy our faith. Why does he want to destroy your faith? You know, when you have fear, you don't have faith. And the reason why the enemy wants to destroy your faith is because he knows that the Lord needs us to have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, to be able to work in our circumstances. You know, if we are trusting God for healing, and God says, and you have faith like a mustard seed. You can tell the mountain to to throw itself in the sea. All he requires from us is to believe and have faith. And the enemy knows that. So he will rather torment us with fear and keep us from having that little bit of faith for in order for God to come through for us. You see, the truth is, is that God is for us. He's not against us. And he is fighting the battle for us and with us. You see, the Lord knows we are weak and there are times when we fall into doubt. Many of us fall into doubt. You know, sometimes we, 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 you know, we go into unbelief and we need not to feel discouraged when we struggle with our faith. So don't feel condemned when you're struggling with your faith to trust God. You see, um, you know, even when we fell, the Lord says in Proverbs 24, 16, For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. So no matter how many times you doubt, get up, you know, get up. When we battle with unbelief and our faith is low, we can ask the Lord. You can ask him, God, I'm struggling here with my faith. Give me an extra measure of faith. And in Mark 9, 24, it says the story where, um, where it says immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me to overcome my unbelief. You see, sometimes we struggle with that unbelief and that unbelief is the thing that brings fear into our lives. And we can also ask the Lord to increase our level of faith, as I said. 
And so that we can supernaturally trust him in whatever situation that we have. You see, the, the Lord knows that we are, we are frail, we are human. He knows the battle inside of us. Um, when the Lord was in the garden of Gethsemane, he too was in turmoil. And he was also anxious because he knew what was lying ahead of him. And it says his sweat was like drops of blood. He knew what he had to go through. And he said, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not let your will be done. You see, God does understand the battle that we go through. And we need to remember that we are never alone in our struggles. God is always working behind the scenes, even though we don't always feel or experience it. So let's stop at that for this section. Let's take a nice music break. And then we'll come back to talk a little bit about faith and what is faith. If you've just tuned into Radio Cape Pulpit, you're with Alana Willie Fear of my program called Body Matters. And I'm being t- I've just been speaking about faith versus fear. So I've just been chatting about fear and how fear can open the door to unbelief. And, you know, versus faith, which gives us the confidence that we trust in God for whatever he says he's going to do, that he will do it. So I want to chat a little bit about faith and what faith is. In Romans 1.17, it says, the righteous will live by faith. You see, as Christians, we are the righteousness of Christ. When we commit our lives to him, we are in right standing with him and therefore called the righteous. And faith becomes Our lifestyle, you know, as Christians, faith is the new lifestyle that we have. Everything that we need, we we need to ask God in faith. So what is faith? And I've mentioned this earlier on in Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So faith is something we are hoping for and trusting God for, even when we can't see the physical evidence of it yet. You know, faith is to be totally convinced that something we are hoping for will materialize, even though in the natural it has not manifested yet. So can you see that in order to have faith, we need to have hope? So what is hope? Hope is the state of mind that believes and desires a positive outcome in our situation. Hope is determined what we choose to believe in our minds. And I said earlier on, what do you choose to believe? Do you choose to believe in God, in faith, or do you choose to believe fear? You see, as believers, when we commit our lives to the Lord, the first thing we believed, as I said, is that we're going to have eternal life. You know, we believed in a God that we haven't seen, a God that died on the cross for our sins. And we never seen it happen. We don't have proof of it, but we believe in it. And that is our first step of faith. So our faith develops and strengthens as we walk and spend time with Father God. You see, when we commit our lives to the Lord, we are adopted in his family You know, we become the children of the living God. We are new creations. We now have privileges we've never had before and unlimited access to to things that are from heaven. So we become dependent on our Father and not on this world for our provision. And the word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, we live in this world, but we no longer depend on this world. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, he says we should ask, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in Matthew 6, 9 to 13, that's in Matthew 6, 9 to 13, in other words, we can call those things down from heaven to manifest on earth when we pray. You know, faith is where money is the currency for the world. Faith becomes the currency of Christians to obtain the things that we need from our Heavenly Father. You know, when we pay for something in the natural world, we would expect to get something for it. And the same thing, when we ask God something in faith, we should be expectant that God will give it to us. And I just want to read out of Matthew eighteen twenty-two that says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Um, another scripture in Matthew five thirty four says, And Jesus said to the woman, You are now well because of your faith. And Matthew nine twenty nine says, According to your faith, it will be done to you. Now, faith is believing. You know, there's so many more scriptures in the word regarding faith. And it seems as if the Lord needs our faith. That is our part, our contribution to receiving from him. As I said, it's like money. You know, when you pay for something, he gives you something in return. And in Matthew 13, the Lord could not perform any miracles in Nazareth because of the people's unbelief. So he needed people to believe in him in order for a miracle to take place. And the same in our own lives. When we are trusting God for healing, when we are trusting God for a situation, it requires that we believe. You know, healing is activated by making a choice to believe. So when they never had faith, when they didn't believe, miracles could not manifest. And that is important, so important that we have faith and that we believe that whatever we trust in God for, that he is able to do it and that we should receive it. It says, according to your faith, it will be done. So I believe the Lord wants to take us to, an, to a new level of faith. I believe the Lord wants to take us to a point in our walk with him where our faith is without doubt or waver. You know, we, we are totally convinced that whatever we ask for, God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. And that is in Ephesians 3.20. You see, it is his power in us that comes to work. See, the Lord needs us as humans to accomplish his will on this earth. And, you know, we need that. It says in 1 John 5, 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So faith in our Lord makes us already overcomers of this world. And in Romans eight thirty seven, it says, Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loves us. You see, we need to know that the Lord is a good father and that he loves us. Remember what I said, if we understand God's goodness and we understand how much God loves us, 
then it says that that perfect love cast out all fear. So it's God's love, the understanding of God's love that cast out fear inside of us. You see, we already have the victory because we carry God's perfect spirit inside of us, even though we are not perfect. And we need to stand on our faith and know that God will never let us down. At times we struggle with our faith, but as I said, it's encouraging to know that even, as I said earlier on, that little bit of faith that we have, God can work with that and he can do the impossible in our lives. And, you know, even when we are not faithful, even when we are struggling with our faith, here's another scripture that says, you know, if we are unfaithful, God still remains faithful since he cannot deny himself. And that is in 2 Timothy 3.13. You see, the Lord is merciful and gracious. He knows we are weak. You know, he wants to help us. And as I said, you know, the minute we are struggling with fear, we need to get into the word of God. We need to build up our faith because faith means that we will trust God. When we have faith, we have peace. When we have peace, we have joy. When we have joy, we have strength. And, you know, we, we just need to draw into God and we need to overcome that spirit of fear. And sometimes faith requires more than just believing. Sometimes we need to put that faith into action. And we need to trust the Lord to bring it into fulfillment. Do you know what um, Joyce Myers always says, and it always stands out for me, and it says, you know, um, even if you're fearful, still do it. Just do it because your actions Speak louder than your words because fear is rooted in, in our emotions. And it's also, as I said, it's a spirit. But just remember that at the end of the day, God is the author and perfecter of our faith. You know, he's the one that says he will um, work out our faith for us. So I just wanted to share with you just a little bit about fear and faith. And, you know, the conclusion that I come to, that if good things come to us, you know, when we believe, when God says, when we have faith and we believe, he will give it to us. And so if we believe that God is going to do something good for us, if we start believing in fear, whatever that situation is, you know, that I'm going to die or, or God's not going to come through for me. Or if when we start believing that spirit of fear, because it's not from God, that spirit is a demonic spirit. If we start believing what the enemy says, then that should also come to pass. Because remember what Job said, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. So I want to leave you with this. What we attract, what we believe we will attract, what we believe will come to pass. What do you choose to believe? And with that, I I want to end, but I want to pray for you. I don't know, maybe someone out there, you needed to hear this message today. You needed to hear that fear is not from God and that you can change the way that you think. 
and that God can activate your faith, that you will have peace even in the midst of a storm. You know that fear um, can enter, or, or when fear comes in, it also gives entrance to sicknesses. It's the doorway to sicknesses in our lives. And therefore, we need to resist fear. We need to get up and rebuke that spirit of fear in our lives. And we need to repent and say, God, I'm sorry where I did not trust in you that you couldn't do it for me. Because as I said, fear or fear is the opposite of having faith. So I know I've repeated myself so many times. And also another thing that I really want to pray for is trauma. You know, sometimes things happen to us like trauma or a traumatic event or an accident and that opens a door to fear in our lives and that spirit you know torments us and today I want to pray for you but I want you to pray after me if you're struggling with fear I want you to repeat after me so I say Father God forgive me where I have feared and not trusted you in my situation. Father, forgive me where I have opened doors to the spirit of fear in my life. Today, Father, I rebuke and bind that spirit of fear. And I ask that you will heal me in any area of my life that needs healing. Father, where there is a door open of trauma in my life, Father, today I choose to say, Father, heal me from that trauma. Deliver me from any demonic activities, anything that's not from you, Father God. Just deliver me from that and close that door, Father. And Father, I want to be fully persuaded of your love and your goodness and your promises in my life. Father, your word says, that perfect love cast out all fear. Consume me, Lord, with your love. Consume me, Lord, that I may trust you and know that you will never leave me nor forsake me. And Lord, help me where there's any unbelief in me Give me an extra measure of faith to believe and strengthen my faith today that you, Father, and that, that you will come through for me and nothing is impossible for you. And I thank you, Father, that you will enfold me and hold me this day in Jesus' name. So Lord, I pray for every listener out there, Father, and I just pray that you will consume them with your love, that you'll strengthen their faith, 
that you will help them with their unbelief, Father, that you will give them peace in the midst of the storm and a knowing God that you are good and that you will come through for them. In the name of Jesus. I really hope that this message has really encouraged you and really has blessed you. Unfortunately, this is the end of the program. And yes, I'm looking forward to speaking to you again next Saturday at the same time. Have a really blessed and beautiful week from me, Alana Willie, for you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.